It's me, Michelle, and this is the Kingdom of Pinfall, the weirdest wrestling podcast. I'm the host, writer, creator, CEO, president, assistant general manager, inventory specialist, and patron saint of Pinfall, a magical fantasy world populated by professional wrestlers that are fighting over belts of power in order to combat a mysterious presence called the forces of evil. If you're new here, then welcome, but stop right now. You should probably most definitely go back to episode one, which is chapter one, and I strongly recommend you do this in order because this podcast is basically a serialized audiobook and you don't start a book at chapter two, do you? No. Um, I can't stop you from skipping the first episode, but whatever. Um, go in order or you'll be confused. You'll be confused anyway. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Hey, and if you're not new here, then welcome back. And oh my god, thank you for actually coming back because I have no idea what I'm doing. I appreciate it and I hope that this dumb project of mine brings you joy and probably mostly confusion because that's my ultimate goal is just seeds of confusion everywhere. Before we get down to business, I need to go ahead and issue an apology, a very sincere apology from the bottom of my heart for something that I'm going to do in this episode. Uh, a request was made. Uh, they have insisted that I do everyone's accents in order to make this a more quote-unquote immersive experience. I can sometimes do some accents, but I am not by any means very good at them. And so I am aware that this most definitely will be awful. And I need you to set the bar very low for me. Please place the bar on the ground and then maybe I can step over it. Low standards, that's really the key to not being disappointed just low standards everywhere. Um, I love Nikki Cross and I hope my attempt at a Scottish accent doesn't make anyone's ears bleed. I actually watched some YouTube tutorials about Scottish accents hoping that would help before I got started. Um, probably not. So I'm sorry everyone profoundly uh let's see what else oh my little pre-chapter warning of content uh this chapter is not quite as wholesome as the first chapter it's not really horrible i'd probably it's it's got some violence but it's just basic wrestling type violence maybe like a notch above I hope everyone here watches wrestling, because if you don't, this doesn't make sense as to why you're listening to this. Um, thank you, though, anyway. I appreciate it. Uh, violence, this chapter. No one dies. Um, anyway, let's go! Chapter 2. Watch out for the green mist. 
another part of the realm of SmackDown, not too far away. A forest sprite and her traveling companion, a barbarian berserker, are seeking shelter from the same storm pummeling the New Day's safe house. The two come upon a hotel. The neon sign protruding up above the trees is flashing vacancy in a very tempting manner through the downpour. They said not to let anyone see us, Blissy, the sprite's companion reminds her in a thick Scottish accent, seeing her stop and gaze up at the sign. It's fine, she insists. No one will recognize us. We're in the middle of nowhere, way off of the main road, so there's probably no one even here. The iridescent fairy wings on her back vanish, and the glowing bubble surrounding them and protecting them from the rain fades. Alexa is going to the hotel whether anyone likes it or not, and Nikki can follow if she wants, or she can wait in the rain. Blarg! Nikki mumbles, and a string of gibberish tumbles from her mouth as she starts to get wet. What did you say? Alexa asks her jokingly with a grin. She somehow understands the nonsense that she spoke but likes to make fun of her. It's fine, trust me. Just keep your you-know-what hidden if we see anyone, but I doubt we will because we haven't seen anyone in hours. The rain's keeping everyone in. I'm getting all wet! Nikki continues to grumble, and her words come out sounding more like one strange multi-syllable thing than a normal sentence. It would be weird if two travelers walked into a hotel dry on a night like this. Alexa rolls her eyes. That's why I'm in charge. Blissy, we're wearing matching shirts with our faces on them. Nikki looks down at the image on her chest that is now getting drenched. It's fine, come on, Alexa insists and starts moving toward the entrance. We'll just rest for a few hours and then get back on the road. Ugh! Nikki gives in and follows, stomping until she catches up. They regroup under the portico and Alexa looks sternly at Nikki. Let me do all of the talking. I've got this. Nikki slumps her shoulders and groans, not even attempting to hide that she thinks this is a bad idea. She still follows her inside, despite all of her misgivings. Alexa walks confidently up to the tall counter and has to stand slightly on her tiptoes to see the clerk on the other side. She pleasantly greets the pimply-faced boy with a wave and smile. Hey there! Five gold, the disaffected clerk tells her, barely looking up. She rummages in the coin pouch, hands him five gold pieces, and in exchange, he gives her a large brass key, still barely looking at her. She says, thank you. Nikki stares at him. She remains standing in place in the lobby, even as Alexa starts for the elevator. The clerk doesn't seem to notice her at all. He licks his fingers and turns a page in the book he's holding. Alexa clears her throat, getting Nikki's attention, <coughs> and she follows obediently. She looks back over her shoulder several times, and Alexa rolls her eyes again. The elevator dings, and they step inside. After the doors close, Nikki says, I really don't think we should be here. Are you psychic now? Are you? Alexa taunts. No, you're not. You're not psychic, Nikki. You don't have premonitions. You don't have visions. You don't even have useful dreams. Relax. More grumbling follows. Stop that! Alexa elbows her, and her garbled rant abruptly stops as the elevator comes to a stop. It chimes, and they walk down the hallway in silence. Alexa opens the door, flicks the light switch, and extends her arms as she enters the room, motioning around the small space. Look, it's fine. Everything is fine. Nikki sighs. 
She looks at the door behind them, then plops down in a chair, facing the door to keep watch. She crosses her arms and stares. Alexa laughs at her and sprawls out on the hideous floral bedspread. She reaches for the remote and turns on the TV. As she flips absently through the channel, she says, It's really exhausting to project a waterproof aura around two people and maintain it for an entire day, Nikki. I just need to rest for a little while and then we'll go. I promise. I need to recharge my magic. We're going to be late, she responds gruffly. We're already late. They're not going to leave without us. We have two of the belts. She piles the pillows behind her and props herself up to continue searching for something on TV, just as the wind begins to howl outside. There's a sudden pattering of hail on the window, and then the power goes out. Alexa sighs, and Nikki huffs. The storm still rages outside of the New Day's safe house as well, killing the power again while R-Truth finishes partaking in the feast. He's unfazed by not being able to see. He noisily slurps sauce from his fingers and then finally says, She made me memorize this message, word for word. It didn't make any sense to me. Great, Sonya snarks and rolls her eyes. Mandy punches her in the shoulder as she gets up to light sconces around the room so they aren't sitting in utter darkness. She points toward the candle wicks with her wand to light them, and R-Truth cries out in surprise, Oh shit! I told you I don't mess with no magic! You've got a magic belt, Truth, Big E tells him. It's not magic, it just makes me run fast, he tells him in all seriousness. Truth then clears his throat and backtracks slightly, having been interrupted. It didn't make any sense to me, but she said it was real important, and I know it was important because she grabbed me by the shoulder, shook me, and yelled. She made me repeat it all back to her exactly 36 times to make sure I remembered it. She said I had to come here and repeat it. So listen, because I'm about to tell you what she told me. He pauses, making sure everyone is listening. When all eyes are on him, he begins again. She said for me to tell you to bring all of your gold to parts unknown and watch out for the green mist. They wait for more, because surely there is more. But there is no more. Everyone exchanges a befuddled glance, and Mandy takes a stab at the enigma that was sent to them. Did she say when? Or why? Or... Nope! Truth doesn't let her finish. I'm just the messenger, and my job is done. His voice trails off, and face contorts into a grimace. He looks at them points at each of them and counts them on the fingers of his other hand. Wait, somebody's missing. There's supposed to be nine of y'all. I counted twice and I keep getting eight. Xavier explains, Alexa and Nikki got held up getting out of Suplex City yesterday. There are seven of us. You're the eighth. I don't think you count or I don't know. Who knows? Uh-oh. He looks mortified. He gets to his feet and starts scrambling to stuff pancakes into the pockets of his cloak, saying over and over, I gotta go. They all watch him. No one makes an effort to stop him. He goes to the door and repeatedly tries to open it without unlocking any of the locks. Is this the something that was about to happen that you had that feeling about, Woodsy? Tucker asks him, eyebrow raised curiously. Maybe, he tells him unsurely. Should we go? Sonya wonders. Is she meeting us there, you think? 
What's the green mist? asked Kofi, confused. To emphasize what I said earlier, this is weird, Mandy comments. Do we trust Charlotte? Big E questions. He goes on, his voice getting louder and louder with each new question as it comes to him. Whose side is she on? Could she have joined the forces of evil? Have the forces of evil reached the realm of Ra? Is this a trap? Why did she send our truth Is our truth secretly a demon? This door is stuck, our truth shouts, frantically as he jerks on the knob and then plows his shoulder into it. I've got to get the message to the others or she'll kill me. I'm too young to die. We'll tell them when they get here. Mandy blinks and watches him struggle. We've got the message under control. You did a good job. He whirls around and shakes his head adamantly. No, no, no. The queen was very specific and I gotta go. Someone let him out. Xavier waves his hand dismissively and drifts off into thought again. He hugs Francesca to his chest and mulls over the strange information they've been given and the boatload of questions that arose from it. Otis is wringing his hands together. He looks like he has something to say, but he says nothing. Mandy releases our truth into the night. He tears off into the rain, pulling up the hood of his cloak. A flash of lightning reveals a final glimpse of him disappearing into the trees, and she quickly closes the door as thunder booms again. Nikki remains sitting and staring at the door to the hotel room in the dark. Thunder crashes along with a bright flash of lightning, but the light outside of the window doesn't fade afterward. Alexa's eyes narrow and she watches as the light begins to sway back and forth like it's trying to see inside, but the curtains are drawn. She sits up and whispers, Nikki, don't freak out. She turns slowly. The strange light outside casts the room in an eerie white glow, shifting slowly back and forth, making the shadows appear pendulous. She immediately gets to her feet, but says nothing as she makes her way towards the window. I hope that's not what I think it is. Alexa moves slowly toward the edge of the bed. Go, Nikki says quietly. Take the belts and go. She hasn't even seen what's outside. You know I can't do that, Alexa tells her. Nikki grabs the curtains and instead of opening them, she jerks downward, pulling the entire curtain rod from the wall. Outside of the window is exactly what they feared, a referee. The ghastly, divine being hovers on the other side of the glass, emitting white light and gazing at them. He is semi-transparent and has a very stern expression. Then they hear it, the sound associated with the appearance of a referee. Three quick chimes of a bell. The sound can be heard for miles, even over the noise of the storm. It comes from the heavens themselves. Oh, crap. Alexa says between her teeth as the door to their room is kicked in. A flash of lightning illuminates two silhouettes in the doorway for only a few seconds. They are not imposing figures. Both are in long, colorful robes with dagged sleeves. One is wearing a white mask and the other has a parasol over her shoulder. Nikki lets out a frustrated yell as the glass of the window shatters inward and the referee floats inside. She raises her arms and makes a quick turn so the shards only stab into her side. This only serves to enrage her and she lunges for the referee, flinging blood drops around the small room. No! You can't touch the referee! 
Alexa screams at her. It's the Kabuki Warriors! When she turns back toward the door, she is run down by the masked assailant whose forearm strikes her across the top of her chest and sends her quickly down to the stained hotel carpet. The back of her head hits the floor, leaving her in a daze. The light from the referee allows Nikki to get a look at the other attacker who is twirling her parasol and making a run toward her. With Alexa down, both of them focus on Nikki. She sees them coming and lets out a shrieking war cry. As they come at her, she runs forward to meet them head-on, paying no heed to the glass protruding from her arm. She swats the umbrella aside, sending Kyrie stumbling off balance back toward Alexa. She then latches on to Asuka's neck and stops her dead in her tracks. Alexa unsteadily tries to sit up. She shakes her head to clear her vision and sees Kyrie coming toward her, preparing to impale her with the closed parasol. At the last possible second, her glimmering wings sprout from her back and she flies toward the ceiling and out of the way. Kyrie strikes only empty space. Kyrie begins screaming something that only Asuka understands. Nikki has raised the ladder off of the ground. The mask obscures any expression that Asuka's face might be showing, and her hands are latched onto Nikki's wrist, trying to free herself from her vice-like grip. She sputters something back to Kyrie, then lets go of Nikki's arm and removes her mask with one hand. Kyrie swats at Alexa with the parasol as she flies in a circle around the room, and then without warning, Nikki screams in anguish and drops Asuka to claw at her own face. Alexa hesitates and looks over her shoulder to see what happened, and as she does so, Kyrie runs and leaps onto the bed, using it as a springboard into her. She drives the parasol into her stomach, bringing her back down to the floor and landing on top of her. Nikki is screaming and kicking, something green seeping between her fingers. She writhes on the floor uselessly as Asuka begins rummaging through their packs. The belts! Alexa yells toward Nikki, seeing what Asuka is doing. She struggles with Kyrie, who has gotten a hold of one of her wings, squeezing it and causing sparkling glitter to rain down around them, tearing the delicate membrane with her fingers. Nikki doesn't seem to hear and is just screaming. When Asuka finds one of the belts, she raises it over her head and shouts at Kyrie, then points to the second belt. Alexa grabs onto Kyrie's parasol and attempts it to use it against her, but Kyrie maintains control of the object and presses her knees into her shoulders to keep her down. Alexa beats her mercilessly with her uninjured wing, more sparkles flying around them. Kyrie grasps the umbrella with both of her hands, raises it above her head, and with an evil laugh, brings the end down on Alexa's face. The last thing Alexa hears before everything fades to black is the chiming of the bell. And then, Asuka's voice saying something that sounds like, Where is Becky? Okay. Thanks, guys. That was fun, right? Um, it was a kind of short chapter, but it took me forever to record because my Echo Dot kept activating every time I said Alexa. Isn't that right? Alexa, say hello. Hi there. Thank you. You bet. Um, anyway, so thanks again for listening, friends. Be sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast, depending on how you are listening to it. 
check out the comments for my link tree and there are some links there where you can find artwork. I have prints available on Etsy. You can also get uh, some of my prints on t-shirts, coffee mugs, whatever on my Redbubble. This podcast is just a really bizarre, obtuse way to promote my artwork. Uh, Definitely check out my Patreon, which I hope to add more cool stuff to in the coming weeks. I will be posting the written chapters there early before the podcast comes out on Tuesdays. Um, If you want to read the words before you listen to my melodious voice each week, there's also going to be a lot of fun art stuff. And next week, please tune in for Chapter 3, Bootios for Strength. It's going to be a very fun chapter. Sort of. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.